It is that time of the year. The Premier League season is over. Summer's basically here and it is time to pick our Premier League team of the season. There will be plenty of disagreements and debates. Let's get into it. Roll the intro. Hello and welcome back to the Lost in Possession podcast. First things first, do us a quick favour. Please hit the subscribe button. Takes two seconds and it's absolutely free. Let's get straight into it. As I said in the, the first bit of the intro, we are going to be picking our Premier League team of the season. To keep it simple, we've each picked our own 11 in a 4-3-3 formation. And what we will be doing throughout the episode is debating these positions and we will ultimately decide on a one lost in possession joint team of the season. So, as always, we have to start with the goalkeeper. Jamie, we'll come to you first. Who is your pick for the goalkeeper in your team and why? So this was quite a tough one, actually. There's a few players who have done it. You can even sort of chuck in. He may not. He may have conceded more goals, but he's won the Golden Glove, and that's the Hayer. But I think Allison deserves a shout out as well. He's performed very well this season, and well, Liverpool was struggling. He's kept them still able to challenge for the Champions League spots towards the end of the season. But I've gone with Nick Pope. I think he was just absolutely brilliant at the start of the season. It did dip off a little bit towards the end, but I think overall, consistently through the season, he was phenomenal. So he's got my pick. Reese. Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of how I went about picking my team, I wanted to go for players that took their own team to a new level. I think it's very easy to pick players, you know, when we're expecting this of them. Um, but yeah, I went for team players that will go for a whole new level. And I understand, yeah, De Gea kept the most clean sheets. You know, Alisson had a very good season, you know, players like that. But I think, yeah, Nick Pope had to be it. I think he's been a great signing for Newcastle. And he's one of the reasons they're actually, they're, they're up there. Well, I I mean, Pope, Pope was in my top two, if that uh, is any, any consolation for, for him. But I went with Ramsdale. So I, I think, well, first of all, United fans are going to absolutely hate us. But De Gea was three uh, clean sheets clear. However, for me, he's just made too many mistakes consistently throughout the season. And I know that sounds ridiculous when he's got the most clean sheets, but he's not been at his peak levels and he's not been good enough. Um, the, the reason for me with Ramsdale was when Arsenal signed him, there was doubts. Everyone didn't think he was a top-level keeper. And for me, in the big moments this season he showed that actually he is a top keeper. He kept Arsenal in games. And of all the keepers this season that I can remember the most great saves and moments for is Ramsdale. But two to one, I have to concede already. Um, unlike I think Ramsdale's a good shout, to be fair. Like, he has had a very good season. I, yeah, I, he's sort of one I didn't mention, but yeah, he was up there. But sadly, Jordan, you're... Two one outvoted here. Disgraceful. <laughs> right, let's let's so Pope makes the cut already. Let's move on to defense. So I'll I'll kick things off here with some stats on the right back position. So again, a lot of people in contention for this, probably two or three in my head. The one I went with was Kieran Trippier. He started every game for Newcastle in one of their best seasons on record. He created the most chances from set plays, 76. 
And he almost played the most passes into the opposition box by a player in a single season since stats were recorded. 551 passes into the opposition box. So he's not just been defending. He has been creating chances going forward. Um, stats don't lie. Kieran Trippier for me. Hard to disagree, to be honest. You said there was sort of like three or two or three players that you name you could name. I couldn't think of anyone past Trippier. I I stopped even I stopped looking. <laughs> to be perfectly honest, it was it was Trippier. Hands down. Reese, any names for you to throw in the hat? No, full house. Can't can't argue it. Played all thirty eight games, yeah, seven assists. And I think he's I think he's pivotal to Newcastle. I think when we look at where Man City got taken over, you know, they signed Gareth Barry and I don't think people realise how important he was at the, to start everything off. And I think Kieran Trippier is the exact, exact example of that as well. Okay, well, there you go. Two out of two for Newcastle. What a start. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the centre-backs. We'll do we'll do two at once this time. Reese, we'll come straight back to you. I think centre-backs was... was there was definitely a few names here that I sort of hadn't crossed out. Who was your two that you ended up on? Yeah. Um, I think there's been a lot of good centre-backs this season. Uh, some very consistent, some goal scorers, you know, etc. But again, I went for general influence. Under the uh, my first pick is William Saliba at Arsenal. Is my first Arsenal inclusion today. Um, I think if you look at how well he's done, you know, there was a lot of questions over him going out on loan, you know, two, three times. No one really knew what they were going to get from him, etc. And he's led into the team and been so vital to them. You know, look what happened when he got injured towards the end of the season. You know, he just, the defence just wasn't as solid. So it has to be William Saliba for me. Who... And in terms I was going to say, yeah, who, who's your second? If we do, we, we'll do both at once for the centre backs. Well, he seems to now be a midfielder, but I've gone for John Stones. <laughs> this guy, like, think about how many people have criticised him over the years. When he first joined, you know, the season after that, people were like, oh, you know, he's only doing well because he's got this player alongside him, etc. He's flourished. Like, he's so important to City. It's unbelievable. You know, he's he continues to prove people wrong. He's probably become be the best English centre back we've got. So no, I can't 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 argue with that. All right. Well I, I'm gonna I'll jump in because because I am gonna argue without with you on that. I for for my Man City half of the centre backs, I went with Ruben Diaz. And again, Stone I'm not saying Stones has been bad whatsoever by the way. Um he's he's been great flourishing in a, in a sort of new role. I think he'll get a lot of attention because everyone's been, you know, talking about him playing in midfield. But l- let me reel off some stats because this is this is eye-opening for Diaz's impact. So, Man City won 85% of the games he featured in, 22 out of 26. And that's compared to when you take him out of the team, they only won 50% of those games, which is a huge, huge golf in terms of win rate. And look, I, I appreciate there might be other factors, but Ruben Diaz is the leader in that defence. He is the most consistent by far. I think he's, he, he's got a higher peak personally than Stones. An 85% win rate with 50% without. 
I think is a solid, solid argument in, in his case. Yeah, no, I do agree, but I think I do think that um it shouldn't be a shock. Do you know what I mean? I, like I said, I've gone for I've not gone for players that we'd expect to be there, if that makes sense. But he's been great ever since he's signed. Fair. And well, I, I might as well finish mine because I my other half was Arsenal and I do agree on, on Saliba. So for me, again, a lot of good centre-backs this season, but I think he had the biggest impact on the team. Um, I don't have his stats to hand, but it, it was probably a similar scenario with, with Diaz's stats where you take him out of the team and suddenly you see the goals conceded go up. So yeah, Diaz and Saliba for me. That's quite interesting, you two fighting over City defenders. Normally I have to put in my edge piece to sort of, you know, get City in the conversation, really. I actually didn't expect either of you to have a City defender. So I was I was ready to, like, come at you both with sort of just arguments. But you've surprised me both. Um, I think I'll start off with the one that we've got a full house on, Saliba. He was in. It shows how good he's been that we had to talk about him when he wasn't playing. He's sort of the reason why I think he's actually been elevated into this conversation more. He was in it um, before, but more once he's at the team, it showed how important he was to Arsenal. And there still might have been a dip off from Arsenal, but I don't think it would have been as dramatic if he was playing all them games and fully fit. My second one, though, so... It, it, I, I did pick a City defender. I actually went with John Stones as well, same as Reese, because he's played a bit more. There's not much difference in the playing, to be honest, but he's played a bit more and he's not just done the defending. I know you want defenders to defend foremost and Diaz is that perfect example. He's what you would see Jordan in a John Terry kind of thing. Defending is his art kind of thing. That's what he does. And he's sort of said the quotes before of, I love defending. If no one else is going to take pleasure out of it, I'm going to kind of thing. It's what he does. However, I think Stones just has that little extra bit to his game. that I think that's what works on well as a pair. But he's sort of on the ball, moving into the midfield, and because that moving into the midfield massively helps the rest of the team. It's not just the defending part, which he's also got. And Reese, to your comment on probably England's best defender, he is England's best defender. And people don't realise he made Maguire look good for years. <laughs> he He's one of the reasons why he's cost £80 million is because he looked so good next to Stone's in the Euros and the World Cup because he makes people better players. And I think people only backed Maguire more because his fat heads got on the goals from corners, which doesn't doesn't you know doesn't show you actually the defending part. I think he got overhyped due to that and Stones helped him out massively. However, Jordan once again you're missing out on your picks. Me and Reese have a clean sweep so far. I think it could change. Uh, that's what happens when you use stats. I stand <laughs> by Diaz. I, I, yeah, I'm two to one outvoted, but the, the stats don't lie. Let's move on to left back positions. Um, Reese, we'll come around to you. 
who is your left back and why? Um, I've gone for this player because I think <clears throat> wasn't originally gonna wasn't originally supposed to be there, but he's again he's been made into one, and I think he's stepped up to new levels of importance that I think people didn't realise he was capable of. Um, especially you know when he was playing a bit part in quite a few seasons, but once uh, they you know once this team sold a left back and then let another one go, um, again yeah this player took took the fold and went with it. And I've actually gone Nathan, Nathan Akey, or Aki, however you want to pronounce it. I think he's been unbelievable as a player. It just shows how good Pep is, doesn't it? You know, 26 appearances, yeah, one goal, but he does his job, doesn't he? You don't hear of him making mistakes, put it that way. So, and he's able to match people physically, which I think has been quite impressive. Jamie, do you agree? Man City. So really, this position was out of three players, I think. I think if you picked someone else, I'd be quite surprised. But it was Ake was one of them, Shaw was another, and Zinchenko. I think it's out of them three, and I'd be surprised if Eugene had someone else in that category. Um, Zinchenko, I think, was something that did bring Arsenal forward a lot better. It was something that they didn't have in what Tierney, Tierney had for Arsenal before. Zinchenko had that more control, ball sort of ball knowledge and control and him and Jesus being signings were brilliant for Arsenal this season. That's why he done so well. However, he did dip off and he made big, big errors, I think. The Liverpool one being a prime example but it was something that I'd seen at City because he's not overall a left-back. Um, Shaw has... is such a tough one now. I think it's out of Ake and Shaw, really, would be my pick. Um, Shaw's been great, to be honest, for most of the year and even filled in at centre-half for quite a few matches and did look fully out of place, to be fair to him. I think he's had a great season. I'm going to have to go with my little bit of City bias here because it's a t- I think it's a tough and close call. So I'm going to go with Nathan Ake. He's been brilliant this season. And when we weren't doing as well at the start of the season, he was still a great performer. And it's only the rest... Of, I think it's like the rest of the team had caught up with him, not he dipped off either. So he's been con- completely consistent throughout the whole season. It's a shame he got injured towards the very last few games. Well, here we are again. My my pick doesn't matter for the team <laughs> season. Um, I'll have to be a bit of a sheep and agree, I guess. I mean, I think Zinchenko, yeah, is up there. The other one I had was Dan Byrne. Um, I've really liked his impact on the Newcastle side. Sure wasn't in my top three, actually, but I feel like we've done Man United a bit dirtier, to be fair. But I'll agree. We'll be boring. Nathan Ake. <laughs> so happy. Yeah, I know. At least not against a Chelsea player, otherwise you'd be fuming more. Well, yeah. Chelsea uh, probably won't make this team. Um, let's move on to the midfield. I'll start things off. I, and I'll be genuinely surprised. I assume we all went with sort of one CDM. Is that the case? Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's, for me, has to be one man. And again, I've got some stats to back it up. 
it has to be Rodri for for, for Man City. Um, obviously, stats are pretty hard in a CDM role, but his impact has, has been ridiculous. Um, possession of the ball, winning 301 times. He was only second to Rice, so I guess shout out to Rice in that respect. Constantly regains possession for City, and this is the big attribute of him. He always wins the ball back to start. I mean, I say counter, probably saying City counter is harsh, but consistently winning the ball back, consistently breaking up attacks of the opposition team. Um, and I think six assists for the season as well. Again, CDM, pretty, pretty good for that. Um, I just, I, I think he's just phenomenal. He's, he's gone underrated for, for a lot of seasons. And this season, I think he really stood out and finally maybe is getting the respect he deserves. So, yeah, Rodri. Yeah, same. No one else has excelled in that position as well. As I'm concerned, he's the only standout performer, isn't he? No, you can't. Can't question. I don't think he's the only standout performer, to be fair. I think the other... Sort of, you've got to think Partey had a great start to the season throughout most of it, to be perfectly honest. He was probably... But he probably came third in this. He was getting compared to the other two. But you've got to look at probably... First and second best CDMs in the world right now, in my opinion, and that's Casemiro and Rodri. Casemiro, I actually think, could have been much closer to Rodri in this because Casemiro's played 28 games this season. Rodri's played 36, but Casemiro's been sent off twice, so he's missed some games due to that. And really what came down to is probably that and... I'll pick Rodri as well. Um, probably not a surprise from me, but it's a clean sweep there. He's been brilliant. And like Jordan just said, with the retainer of the possession, that's what he does so, so well. And that's what I think City hadn't had for the start of what Pep was trying to do. If you look to that first season, we were getting counter-attacked left, right and centre. And this is what Rodri now does that, changes it changes it and it's very it's not impossible to counter-attack City obviously but he makes it so much harder for teams to do it I think Casemiro as well I was going to say Casemiro we have got to give a shout out because his goals I I can't remember I think it was five goals five six goals Um, Uh, four in the league yeah but he's scored in the FA Cup as well so yeah I think if he had a full season it it would be neck and neck Um, yeah for, for CDM to score goals consistently is pretty impressive. Um, to unlucky Casemiro, let's move out, move on throughout the midfield. Let's talk. Well, I'll come to you. I'll come back to you actually, Jamie. Any more City? It feels like most of your team is is City at the minute. Um, here, yeah, there's there's another players make an appearance. There's another. It is KDB. And it might be a surprise to some people. I've not gone with I've not gone with Gunnarin. However, he's been terrific as well, by the way. But KDB, look, you're looking at the guy who's won the assist award again. Um, it was I think it was at least four assists away from anyone. It's sort of you know he's just that guy that gets you over the line for so much, so many of the games. And he pops in with the goal, the goals as well. So 
overall his season with the assists, with the goals, played 32 games, is KDB. He's he's my uh, one of my other centre mids, as you can call them. Do you want me to do my next one? Yeah, go on. Who's the other? The other one is Martin Odegaard. He's been terrific for Arsenal, especially when you... I think the two wide players at the... At towards near the end, they started a bit a bit of a drop off, but he popped up with tons. He popped up with enough goals to keep Arsenal on the sort of winning streak and try to put them in the contention to win the league. He's been terrific, and I think it will continue. But he was being disrespect. People were being disrespectful at the start, saying he was better than KDB because he definitely isn't. He might be in the future, but right now he's definitely not. But he's been terrific. <laughs> yeah. Reese, over to you. Yeah, let's not get stupid here. He's not better than KDB. Um, that's just a ridiculous statement. Now, I haven't put KDB in my team because I expected him to be good. As silly as that sounds, I just expect him to deliver. I have gone for Martin Udegaard because I think he is probably the most important player in that Arsenal team. He's, he's only 24 years old, you know, and yet he shows the leadership of a you know 35-year-old veteran who's won every trophy possible. 37 games, you know, in the league alone, 15 goals, 8 assists, and the goals he scored as well. The manner of those goals, you know, absolute worldies half the time. So his influence can't be ignored and he deserves a lot of credit for what he's done because I think he's so crucial to our team and there's a reason why he's a captain. The other player I've gone for is, and again, I'll emphasise this, is because he has taken his game to a new level and that is Paraguay's finest, Miguel Almiron. There was a lot of jokes about him last year. You know, Jack Grealish did poke fun of him, which is whatever his opinion is, it doesn't matter. You know, last 21-22 season, he played 30 games, one goal, one assist. You know, the season before that, four goals, one assist. This season alone, he played 34, scored 11 goals. Like, in the league, like, that's just good. That is very, very good. And he's registered one assist in the league, but he also managed, I think, about six assists in the League Cup. So the guy's upped his game considerably, and he's proven a lot of doubt was wrong. So... He had to be in there. I think he's been outstanding. I think for Amaron, Amaron for me, tailed off quite a lot in the last bit of the season. And he was on that sensational run. And, and had he continued that, I think he'd definitely be in contention. But for me, it was it was not enough at the, the latter stages of the season. Um, so it looks like me and Jamie are in agreement in our midfield. So I went with, for, for Arsenal, Martin Odegaard. 15 goals, seven assists, a leader, um, helped, not not single-handedly, but helped take Arsenal to another level this season um, and a phenomenal improvement year on year for him. Um, little stat on him as well. Um, he became Arsenal's highest scoring midfielder in a Premier League season since Fabregas 13 years ago. Um, so he's definitely in good company there. Serious, serious player, serious performances. Um, and my other one, was actually KDB as well. So I, I do agree with your points, Jamie. Yes, we did expect this level from him with Haaland, but to keep doing it consistently and again to deliver 
at the business end of the season, when it matters, you can't fault him. Top of the assist charts, top of the expected assist charts, um, and also third in the league for created chances. So, no, sorry, Reese, but both, <laughs> both your picks get outvoted there. I know the feeling. So, our midfield is Rodri, KDB, and Erdegaard. Congrats, lads. Let's move on to the all important front three. So, we'll start on the right wing. I've got a feeling we're not all going to agree on this one. I think so this I'm, is a tough one. Yeah. yeah. So I I'm, think the two wingers are tough. These these are the two that I think we're a disagree on. Yeah. So I'll, I'll kick things off. Um, again, I've got stats to back it up, but I've gone for Mo Salah. Now, everyone's going to say, oh, he's not had a great season, blah, blah, blah. He has actually had a great season. So one, you've got to consider that Liverpool weren't battling at the top of the league, right? So this is, you could argue the season has been a poor or a weaker Liverpool side that haven't been putting in their usual numbers. And despite that, despite everyone going, oh, he's not been good enough, in the top five European leagues, the only people ahead of him on goal contributions, goals and assists, was Haaland and Mbappe. I, I, I needn't say any more. He's still in elite company, even in a bad season. In a weak side, who who, who are you boys gone for? This was tough. Like it's out. Of, it was out of two players. It's out of Saka and Sat Mosala. It really was. Um, see, I've got Salah written down, but in my mind, I'm slightly changing my mind as I'm thinking about it. Because Saka's definitely one of the reasons why they finished second, why they finished five points away from City for the title. I know that counts as nothing, but oh, it's, it is, it's a struggle. I'm, I'm still sort of like, don't know who. It's I think it's that close because Salah has got the goals, more goals, more assists, quite simply, if you put it off that. But... Saka's been so, so important and completely on fire at the start of the season. He dipped off a bit towards the end where Salah couldn't even get an assist versus Bournemouth for nine, the 9-0 win, all fuming on FPL. But he's come along with 19 goals and 12 assists, which really, if you look to probably midway through the season, that's like the rest for the rest of the season. If you looked at the mid-season, he was going nowhere near that sort of numbers. So to get that, he's been phenomenal. I'm going to change my mind and go Saka due to the fact of the contribution to the team overall and where it's got them. Yeah, Saka. I'm going Saka. I think he's been brilliant. Um, but yeah, I, like I said, I've written Salah down, but I've also changed my mind. There you go. Saka or Salah, Reese, Or have you got another one to throw in the mix? I went Saka just for the reasons Jamie said. However, you know, you have to argue. If you're playing a Champions League final or you're playing against Man City, you know, you're playing against whoever, the biggest club, who, who do you want on your side, Salah or Saka? And you obviously want Salah. He, he is somebody who will turn up in the weekend, whereas Saka, I'm afraid, does not. But I do think Saka, over the season, his contribution to Arsenal as a team was better. 
I'm getting deja vu here. I mean, this is ridiculous. Even Jamie's changing his mind last minute. There's got to be some people somewhere in the comments backing me up. I mean, come on. Haaland and Mbappe and then Salah. And he's not even in our team. Ridiculous. But there you go. But it's not always about goals and assists, Jordan. You've got to remember that. I mean, he's so good for the last, like, what, six, seven years in the Premier League. You know, <laughs> in a bad season, he's doing yeah, but he hasn't a bad hasn't had a bad season. It just shows how good he is. But we should we shouldn't be too surprised that he's still carrying. Look at Thierry Henry. You know, when Arsenal were having a terrible season, he still carried that team. Yeah, but it's more. I, I disagree with I disagree with your reasoning, Reese, of saying like we expect it from him. I know you've picked your team a lot on that. I don't agree with that, but I do feel like the performances consistently this season. I think Saka's been higher but Salah's probably had the more peaks or had the peak towards the end of the year that's kind of how I've seen it I think Saka's been a pretty high consistent level and slightly dipped off towards the end where Salah's probably been a bit lower than peaked towards the latter part of the season which obviously if you're fighting for titles and things like that that's where it that's where it matters but yeah, I'd trade Saka for Salah as, as awful as that sounds for a lot of people, I would trade, trade them. Mine, he is a better player. Yeah, but but it's, I mean, I think it's relative. Yeah, that's fair enough. All right. Well, let's. Well, actually, I, I say let's move on, but actually, let's let's keep this line of debate because relative success, I think, is important. So, I'll bring on the next debate. Harry Kane has obviously scored thirty odd goals in one of the worst Spurs sides we've seen for a while. Is that more impressive than Haaland doing what he's done at Spurs City with a perfect team? He wins the league with KDB behind him. Discuss. No. No. End of discussion. Well done. Great talk, guys. <laughs> Why? It has to be so. Because it, the goals mean nothing in the end. They've not even got European places. His goals meant nothing. It it doesn't matter in the end. Like he can score a hundred goals, and it's it's contributed to nothing. He's he actually got more goals than every other the other top four leagues. He would have won the Golden Boot with them, but he didn't in the Premier League. Haaland's come in. You got to remember, Haaland's twenty two. He's come in, and he's just after what people would have called a dis a very disappointing day with the Community Shield. And he's gone in and broken record after record after record. To do that in your first season, to break the records that Kane hasn't broke in the season, shows why it's not as more as impressive. Harlem, what he's done is not normal. He's called a robot for a reason to a lot of people. Kane has been fantastic, but he's got to do it when it matters, and that's winning your team the league, winning the cup final, put, at least putting yourself in European places. I know it's not all down to him. It's Well, it's not down to him that they've not got European places. It's down to the rest of the crap behind him. But you've got to remember it's a team game as well. And possibly, I don't actually fully believe what I'm going to say here, but I'm going to say it anyway. Him being so good there may not help out the team overall sort of where you've got like at Arsenal a Jesus who's not scoring as many goals 
allows the players around him to do better. That's sort of where I'm coming with this. But overall, Haaland, I think, has had a better season and a more impressive one and will end up with more trophies and his it'll be remembered more than what Kane's season has been. Yeah, and Jordan, before you offer your wrong opinion, um, <laughs> when did City, you know, Aguero, they had Aguero that was probably their last minimum 20-goal season striker or something like that. Haaland changed the dynamic for them. You know, they in reality, Haaland doesn't need to do much. He just finds the net. I feel Kane has to contribute so much more to that Spurs team to get his goals. Um, and that's his style of play. That's fair enough. But would you have been shocked if Kane got minimum 20 league goals anyway this season? Yeah, but he's done He's done 30 in one of the worst yeah. Spurs sides we've ever seen. Yeah, so would you have been shocked if he'd have got 20? No. Yeah, exactly. So we shouldn't be too shocked that he's... I know he's scored loads of goals, but that team... He was going to get those goals. I know everyone says Haaland was going to, but Haaland's changed the dynamic at Spurs. We knew Kane was going to score anyway. Spurs could have been bottom three and he'd have still got 20 goals minimum. Yeah, but, but to your point... Thierry Henry will get the minimum 20 goals, even if the rest of the team contributes in that all. Yeah, but I think to your point about 20 goals, I think you could put a bang average striker up front for City and they'd get 20 goals because they create so many more chances. No, no, you have to, I, I can't agree with that one. Because you've got Antonio saying stupid things like, oh, I'd score 30 goals if I was up front for City. Oh, no, you bloody wouldn't. No, you no, you, no, you just wouldn't. That I think it's because Haaland's made it look easy this season, but we've had Aguero up top. I, it's sort of like he didn't do that constantly. One, I think, was due to injuries, but I think even if he stayed fit, he probably wouldn't have hit the 36 goals that Haaland scored. It's something that wouldn't happen. And if Kane came to City when he had the chance, he wouldn't score 36 goals. But he would try and help more with yeah. assisting the wingers and things like that. Yeah, that's his overall contribution, isn't it's, it? Kane contributes more to yeah. overall play. Haaland is just told, stand there and we'll give it to you. And score in any way possible. And he does. And he scores, you know, he scores the overhead kick versus Southampton. I know it's Southampton, they got relegated, but it's still a great goal. It's yeah. things like that. I think Kane's been brilliant, but it's still not as impressive as Haaland. I just don't think you can say that, especially first first season in the Premier League and a much younger age. No. So I'm just going to kick off. Haaland is my striker. Um, if it wasn't obvious. Really? Um, <laughs> yeah, surprisingly so. Haaland is my striker. Kane does miss out. Reese, I assume from your... Same, as much as I love Harry Kane, you know, look what Haaland has done for this league. You know, Kane has done it consistently, but but yeah, Haaland as a whole has offered something different. Yeah, I, well, actually, after all that debate, I, I did still go Haaland, by the way. I, but I thought <laughs> it was a debate worth having because I do I think, think it's, it a, it's a fair point. Um, and I stand by what I said, but for me, Haaland's broken every record. Even though Kane's been unreal, he's not broken yeah. the record. So, yeah, Harlan, Harlan still, but I think that is an interesting debate. Finally, left wing. Um, left wing, we'll start with you, Jamie. Who did you go for and who was your top top two, top three, if you like? Um, my top, well, top two was probably who it is out of, really, was Rashford and Martinelli. Um 
Rashford obviously had that form where people were comparing him to be the best player in the world at the time, although I think that was just complete overhype on him being English and at United. He's been but he was brilliant at that point. I've gone for Martinelli. I think he's just been so consistent throughout the year. Started off well and just continued. Even though Trossard come in, everyone was like, oh, he might be replaced. He still was banging in goals um, and contributing massively to the team. So, yeah, I've gone with Martinelli. Reese, I've gone with Marcus Rashford. I think he's been outstanding this season. If you look at over the years where he did, you know, more disappearing acts than a magician, you know, he's, you know, he, he just went too long without doing anything this year. He's actually been consistently good and well, more than good, better than good. You know, I think he got 17 in the league, 13 at all comps, you know, I think, I think he's been great and I think he's only going to get better under 10 half. So I guess I've got the deciding vote for the last position makes a change um <laughs> this one i actually think in terms of 50 50 this probably was one of my closest um i'd say probably over the course of the season martinelli was a tad more consistent over 38 games but the run that rashford went on is what i'm going to remember most and he's honestly that run of games where it, it felt like months it genuinely felt like months. Every single game, even the Premier League, I think it was even Champions League, Europa League, whatever it was, he was scored. Every, every competition, he just scored. Every game, I can't remember how many games it was in a row. It felt like probably 15, 20 games. He just 100% without fail would score or assist. So based on that, I think he's, for me, is more memorable of a season for Rashford. You know, he was in the top five European coming up, you know, I think there was a point, let's put it this way, that he was probably top five in the world on form. Um, I wouldn't say that about Martinelli. So ultimately, I've gone for Marcus Rashford. Man United finally make the team at the death. So there you have that it. Ru that ruins my clean sweep. Well, good. I picked 10 out of the 11 <laughs> onto that. If this is lost in possession team of the season, not Jamie's team of the season, but close <laughs> enough. So... Let's reel off the actual team, the group team of the season. In goal, Nick Pope. And correct me if I'm wrong here. Nick Pope. Yeah. Right back, Trippier. Centre-backs, Saliba, John Stones. The left-back, Nathan Ake. Rodri, KDB, Odegaard. Saka, Haaland, Rashford. Boom. There you have it. People, that is it for this episode. As always, let us know your thoughts in the comments. Like, comment and subscribe. You know the drill.